give you something. Well, that's nice of you, Oscar. What is it? A bill for my expenses. <laughs> As every woman knows, the dressing really makes a salad. And so the wise homemaker chooses one of two from the Starlet Contiki Lounge. This is TavernCast After Hours, brought to you through the power of science by the Internet, where you can always find more about the show at www.taverncast.com. And now, it's time once again to relax, order a drink, and join your friends Cromley, Aloysius, Infernal Bill, and Kern Kater for another late-night discussion on their fantastic adventures in the world of Warcraft. Taverncast After Hours is presented by... When you want to gank and pwn it hard, there's nothing like typefrag.com. That's typefrag.com. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Nice, nice hat, <laughs> nice hat. Thank you, thank you. What does your shirt say? Is that also festive, or is that just a regular... It's weekend? a little festive. It says Lang. It's a ski... It's a skiing which, shirt. Which is... Uh, they make boots and ski equipment, and uh, I've got ski boots from Lang. Lang ski boots. They're nice. They're tough, like on the ankles, but they're not for everybody. But they seem to fit me pretty well, so it tends to be pretty good. Of course, I didn't know you were a skier. Yeah, I mean, I've been. Well, neither did I since I had kids. But before I had kids, I used to be an avid skier. Actually, just last year we took my oldest. Um, well, we took the whole bunch, but my oldest actually got ski lessons. For the first time ever, it's amazing how much faster they learn. I didn't learn how to ski till I was, I don't know, maybe twelve. My dad took me, and I was in like a t-shirt and jeans, and you know, the <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> my son, on the other hand, who's six, he was decked out like in a snow bib, and we rented him skis, and you know, he had the whole, he had the whole, he actually had gloves, and so. Um, I tried to teach him how to ski, and that was a uh, that that was an exercise in misery. Uh, so once I realized I'm not a very good teacher, uh, I actually went and got him ski lessons, and it was like night and day. He loved it. They actually put these little rubber band bungee cords at the tip of their skis that to help them do the snowplow, you know, so they don't come roaring down like a speeding bullet and break every bone in their body. Um, oh right, right, right. And I mean, it looks to me. Like, I mean, you know, you know, at the snowplows where you keep the tips of your skis together, these force you to keep the tips of your skis together, but it almost looks like they're getting ready to cross at any second. But I'll tell you, I was coming down the hill with my wife, and I see him and his whole class, and all of them are just, you know, going down the slope at a nice leisurely pace, and it's like the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> my wife and I, my wife's like, oh, and I'm like, at a boy, Mikey! He was very, he was very embarrassed. That's I miss skiing. I used to ski a lot when I was in uh, junior high school, high school, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But all we have about skiing out here is the the former trash heaps called Mount Brighton, which used to be a 
a, a literal dump that they've turned into a, uh, a ski hill. So, you know, it's not much of a ski hill. There's some places up north, though, I think. Sure. So I went to someone when I was a kid. I've yeah, never, but they're not mountains. I've done cross-country skiing, and that's a ton of fun, but I've never been downhill skiing. Cross-country, I'm absolutely cross-country skiing, I hear, is work. I've never done it before. How is that? It is work. It is, yeah, but it's it, hard. It is it just, work. It's like a workout, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't. It, that's the one where, and you, your, um, your ankles almost come out of the bindings, right? They do. The only mm-hmm. thing that's attached are your toes. Wow, that's great. It's kind of like if you've ever done the Nordic track at the gym. It's exactly what the Nordic at track the, is. At the at the what? I'm gym? not following you. What, what do you? What is that? What do you? He doesn't know what a gym is. <laughs> sure, I understand. It's a place where people go and pay to sweat and um, and uh, wear spandex and things like it's that. It's like that Back to the Future. Sounds like fun. It's a Back to the Future movie where he goes back in time. Where he talks about going for a run and all the guys that uh, Mr. Healy from Green Acres run. You're, you run for fun. It was, they were they were making fun of him. Where the hell did you get that off a of dead Chinese? <laughs> exactly. Hey folks, how you doing tonight? What can I get for you? I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have. I know Eli hates it, but I'm gonna have a Bloody Mary. Just as kind of a wake up. It's my it's my oh, own personal wake up juice. You know, I used to get them with vodka when I first started getting them, but I actually prefer them with gin. It's a little bit more mellow. That and just some Mr. and Mrs. T's Bloody Mary mix with maybe a little, uh, couple shots of Tabasco, nice and spicy. Like, I like my women. Uh, <laughs> short and spicy? Spicy and alcoholic. <laughs> and, yeah. I'll, uh, I think I'll have a seafoam. Uh, me too. Very good. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a Lassure Absinthe. If you have it in stock, please. I Somehow, I think they might. Yes, I think they do. <laughs> this is the perfect bar. <laughs> okay, guys, I'll be right back with that. They even have internet. And some guy in a Santa hat. Yeah, well. Dude, why do you like Bloody Marys? They're delicious. They go down very easily. Oh, God. They're, They're really horrible. Good. They're, they this from Mr. Smoke Beer himself. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> Thank you, kindly. <laughs> I don't know, something about it. Like, I think when I was a kid, I, I had, uh, my dad loved... Um, tomato juice, and so this is mostly tomato juice. So it maybe it harkens back to something very um, primitive. I think for me, it's something about how the vodka interacts with the tomato juice, coupled with the Tabasco. I mean, that's probably exactly why you like it. But for me, there's something about it that just kills me. I don't like it. See, but I'm not. Ha- I would have thought you would have liked it. I would have too. I totally would have thought. The I spice in the Tabasco. I thought you would have liked that. I, 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 you. You pegged me right. I should like it. I don't know why. You know, maybe it doesn't taste like ass enough for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, this one has gin in it, so it goes down a little smoother. I I agree. The vodka's a little bit jarring, but gin is just um, it's just right. Hey, did you guys see on the? um, I've been seeing a bunch of stuff on people's blogs or whatever lately, where the people who are um, beta testing the Burning Crusade are coming across like a bunch of greens, like at level sixty-two and sixty-three, that are better basically than the tier two stuff have you guys seen that i've seen a few of them but i've never been one to really pay much attention to the tier gear so i don't really know the specifics of how much better it is but they're all greens and they either drop randomly or they're quest rewards yeah which that's what everyone's been saying i mean that kind of begs the question if you think about it like what does that mean for current rating in the world of warcraft Mm -hmm. i mean What's the At point? this point, especially, it's crazy. There's, I saw a bunch of that stuff too. I mean, I haven't really followed the Burning Crusade blogs too much because I'm a very anti-spoilers type of guy. You know, Yoda dies. Right. <laughs> Common sense. I mean, just suggests that um, there's gonna be 
loot that's out there at very early levels that are going to be great. And just hearing the reports only solidifies the obvious, that there's like level 61 greens that rival tier 1 and tier 2 stuff. I mean, for me, it just goes back to everything that I've been saying for so long. Is that if there's no reason to do this raiding stuff just for the loot alone. I mean, because, boom, all of a sudden you've got the Burning Crusade, and all this stuff is essentially meaningless if you're doing it for the loot in the first place. It's got a lot of... It seems like a lot of guilds, a lot of especially hardcore guilds, are... Um, I don't know, are they abandoning the raids at this, at this point and waiting for a Burning Crusade to come out? Well, you hear a lot of people that are... They're selling off stuff, and they mm-hmm. seem to be somewhat disenfranchised by rating at this point. Um, I, I, you know, this is—it's an assumption that I'm making based on things I'm reading. I don't have any hard proof that what people are doing. I mean, I still see people going in and rating. You still see um, Anixia's head pop up. Yeah. Uh, you still see Nefarian's head pop up from time to time. So people are obviously still going in. That's true. But you know, I think it's a real—it's a valid point. I mean, it's what we've been saying. All along, I think, and our sort of our sort of casual look at this kind of stuff, which is the loot in the end doesn't matter, but yeah. the fun does. If you're having fun, it's not real; it's a game. <laughs> so I've got to I've got to play devil's advocate for a second and disagree with you. Bill, did you say, were you going to say something? You look going to say something. Uh, no, I was just going to say. It just that... always looks needy. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me speak. Get a word in edgewise. No, I was just going to say that. Uh, you know, I wonder if the. I think next the next Ramus push and the AQ40 push is probably the one that most hardcore rating guilds have slacked off on. So we'll see Anixia heads, and you'll see um, you know other similar buffs pop up in the in the in the in the major cities. And I wonder if that's just a function of those guilds doing stuff that they you know that they have on farm status, which just leads me to the question: One, does it make any sense to bang your head against a wall for the sake of progression? which is kind of a different kind of fun. I think we talked about that before. But then two, I mean, is, does it make any sense to even worry about progression at this point? Well, I've got to play devil's advocate on this side, and it's going to disagree with you guys tremendously, just from another point of view. I'm sorry. If you feel like disagreeing with me, you need to drink more. Oh, I, I, here, let me, let me take a, a pretty big spit here. Hold on a second. So I think I'm going to need a little bit of, a little bit of, of uh, courage to say what I'm going to say. So I'm going to disagree with you Uh-oh. guys. Dun, dun, dun. But, Brace yourself. Battle stations. (laughs) What I was going to say was that from everything that I was hearing about the expansion, it's going to take as long to get from 60 to 70 as it did from 1 to 60. That's a lot of time. For me, that was almost two years. (laughs) That's going to be a long time to land 60. But there there are, I'm sure, some people that are just going to grind their way there in four or five days like some people did. But the point is, is that if you're counting on using these level 61 or level 62 green tiered green items that are better than your tier 2 gear, it's still going to take you a while to get there. You're still going to need to be geared up to hit the mobs that you're going to need to hit to be able to get the gear. And what are you going to need to be able to get that gear? Something similar. So you're still going to need... There, there, there is still an important component of going to these instances. There is still an important component of getting this loot. And it's not for progression so much, but it still is. It's a different kind of progression. You want to level yourself, you want to see this content, you're still going to need to get the gear to be able to go there. It's kind of like what we were talking about going to the lesser instances before you hit Molten Core. Hit Ubers, hit Elbers, hit Strat, hit Skolo. Before you go to Molten Core, don't become a new 60 and just jump right in because you're not A, not going to be well equipped to handle the mobs, and B, you're not going to be a good team member because you're going to be the weaker link. So I think it makes a whole lot of sense to still think about attacking these these things as a, as a 
do you think we're gonna you're gonna make up for that though with an additional talents and that that you're gonna have as well as the new spells? The firepower that you have though doesn't necessarily address armor issues or armor armor needs. Okay, so are you saying though that somebody that is let's say somebody is coming to the Burning Crusade as a fresh sixty, never run any instances at all? Post fifty nine, they're all they're all in right. greens and maybe a couple choice blues from quest rewards. Right. Are you saying they can't do the Burning Crusade? I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying it's going to be more difficult for them to do it. It's like somebody going into Molten Core as a brand new 60 versus someone who's run Strat and Skolo and gotten a couple of Tier 1 items or a couple of Purples. Yeah, but I think I think our thought, though, is is that if... Let's say you're you're pushing away to go through Molten Core and get your full Tier, tier 1 set, okay? So you've done that. You've spent, I don't know, how many hours and hours and hours farming Molten Core <laughs> trying to get the Tier 1 set, and you show up in Burning Crusade, and at by level 64, let's say, or 63, you've already erased all of that epic gear with greens. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make the time spent in Molten Core if, if, and only if, you're not enjoying it or you don't enjoy the 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 victories over the bosses if that is not your play style if you're if you're grinding just for the sake of getting the loot doesn't it make it grinding to get the loot worthless if it's going to be replaced in you know two levels worth of playtime in Burning Crusade right and that I hear what you're saying and I there are a lot of variables for that yeah we don't know what the said. so let's say so Molten Core has a reset of seven days so let's say you farm let's just use an an ambiguous number twenty times to get your gear provided that you get the drops the first second one or two times you're talking about what level 64 gear is what you were saying let's just use a random number so as i'm saying there's a lot of variables i'm seeing stuff at 62 and 63 that if socketed properly with the new socketing system blows away tier two gear but you also have to consider the fact that it's going to take a lot more time to get to 62. Yeah, to get to 62 it's could be It's not going to be like a, two, you know, three you weeks. go down to Solithus and, and, and farm some mobs with some rested XP. Mm-hmm. Mm. It may take you, even with playing three to four hours a night, four or five nights a week, it may take you five or six months to even get a level. Well, we don't even know how, how tough well, those... I don't buy that. Well, we don't even know how tough those quests are well, that are giving those that, That's the way that I love it. Oh, I know. I'm, but I'm just... I'm watching these vlogs, and I'm seeing people do, like, get up to level 62, 63 over the course of, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, but do you remember how it was on the beta testing? Oh, yeah. Everything was half, twice as fast. That's true. They're 400% experience. Yeah. But remember how long it took us to get... Remember how long it took you to get from 59 to 60? I probably, yeah. I would imagine it would take a little bit longer to get from 60 to 61. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a curve, and I think that um, it's going to take basically twice as long to get from 60 to 70 as it did to get from 50 to 60. Now, did they say, are you guys but, for but, sure that they said it was going to take just as long to go from 60 to 70 as it took from 1 to 60? Or was it as no. long from 50 to 60 as it takes to get from 60 what to 70? What I heard was 60 to 70 the same remember. as it took at a level of 60 from 1. Oh, really? Wow. And that's pretty significant. That's then. a long time. That's, um, that is. most people's, what, that was a couple like, weeks of playtime at least? four months for you and I. Yeah. Uh, the good news is, is that since I've been 60 for you know over a year, I've got a lot of rested XP. <laughs> so that's you know. Yeah, yeah, you have to wonder if that's going to count. Well, it always oh, maxes out at a level and a half, so I imagine we'll all have a level and a half. You know what it does yeah, be because after I after I leveled, Maybe. I still saw my bar continue to go up after I had long. Oh, the rest of the little oh really uh-huh. the little rested uh-huh. thing. I have not noticed. I didn't notice that. Get, yeah, me neither. Well, to get back on the topic though, of is it still worth rating? I think that ultimately comes down to the same argument that we've always had. The four of us have always had. If it's even an argument. Is it fun? Is it fun for you? Yeah. 
It's a game. I, I don't mind going into Molten Core with the pod people because we have a lot of fun. The music's great. And I love playing the pants game. So I will do that. <laughs> I will do that any day Dig of the week. that music. Yeah, and twice on Sunday because it's 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 worth it. It's it's a lot of fun. Now, if there's if it's not fun for you, then that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball of wax. So I think it is going to be individualized. But I still say that, that the importance of 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 the gear um, for progression to be able to get the items that you need, you're going to have a better time in the expansion if you're better equipped. Yeah, it might be you can solo more easily, yeah, solo the quest more easily. There's definitely a point there. Kind of thing. Or you maybe know what? you can go into it's, the instances at an earlier level. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny though. I still think that there's two different kinds of fun to be had in Endgame. There's the stuff that you do that's on farm status, and there's the stuff that you do that's you know quote unquote progression. And I think that you know some people like the stuff that's on farm status. I mean, it's it's nice to be able to just go through and you know not really have to worry too much that you're going to come out with something at the end and attack something and get it done and feel kind of good about yourself and somebody will have a, a nice new piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there's, I think, the more riskier um, fun factor, which is the you know the real progression side stuff. St- uh, for instance, I'm thinking bosses that your guild has never downed before. So in those circumstances, you go up against the boss and it's frustrating, 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 frustrating. Right. Try to figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. How are you going to do the new boss, what are you doing wrong, get it done. And at the end of the day, if you end up downing that boss, like, it's a fun factor of times ten better than any farming run that you do. Oh, God, absolutely. But if you don't, But if you don't get that boss down, it's like, <laughs> you know, people get depressed. Oh, am I doing the right thing? And maybe yeah, that, everybody starts second-guessing. You're right. Yeah. On the one hand, you want to do progression because it's it's just a cool, it's a different aspect of endgame that's fun to do. Mm-hmm. But... You know, sometimes it almost seems like it's more trouble than it's worth. Here's the thing for me. I mean, the thing that instantly popped in my I'm mind. Burning so up. every argument we've ever had about take oh, it okay. all off. Sorry, I didn't mean to like <laughs> totally stop. I didn't know what you were doing. That's better. That's better. You like you like that? Yeah, better. Oh, oh, your antlers yeah, okay. are caught on your uh, on your headset there, dude. Can't even wear his antlers, right? <laughs> the thing that totally that. cooks my bacon about this whole thing is that okay. So every time we've had discussions with people who. Are focused primarily. Okay, right now in the game, right now, there's a certain camp of players that are totally focused on loot. Is the reason they play. They play to get the loot. They play to get K fat loots. That's why they're playing. And you know, our our position on this, going all the way back to the DKP discussion, is that loot doesn't really matter in the end. It does. It has a component of where it matters. It helps you progress. It it helps you make your character more uber and if you're happy with that then that's good but if you're doing it just because you you feel you need the fat loot or the fat loot is the only thing you're going for it kind of doesn't matter in the end and this is only proving it to me that okay so let's say you've gone through and you you grinded through knacks and you've you've been involved in a situation much like alachia on her show talks about where she was in this you know, incredibly high-end raiding guild, and she became disenfranchised by the things she had to do to keep struggling forward on the high end, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you're doing it and you're not happy, right? Now the Burning Crusade comes out, and in, let's say with Nax gear, by level, I'm just making it up, but let's say by level 67, 66, 67, your Nax gear is worthless. So by the time you hit 70, you're all in greens again and a few blues. It's erased all of the time that you've struggled, unhappily I might add, if you're not happy doing it, to get all that gear. Mm-hmm. And so my thought is, is shouldn't this be a lesson then to people 
to be maybe a little bit slower in leveling, a little bit slower to run the instances specifically for loot, unless it makes you happy. Because in reality, Blizzard's going to come out with another expansion. Maybe it's a year and a half away, maybe it's two years away, but when that expansion comes out, it's going to erase anything that this expansion is offering as far as loot. It's just going to increase. So when at the end of the day, really, what is the point if you're not having fun? It's true. That's my thought. Well, this is probably a bad analogy, but I think of it like this. You get in real life, it's very easy to obsess over material possessions, right? I mean, there's so much going on in the media and almost we're bred to do it in an American society from a very early age to really focus in on, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, who has the most yep. stuff. Where's yep. my stuff? I want my stuff, right? Yeah, so, stuff. <laughs> you take, for example, a person, though, who really is you know, wants to focus and get stuff, get as much stuff as possible, and is able to gather lots of stuff. Big house, cars, you know, recreational vehicles. I mean, big expensive type items. Then not say that person gets, you know, really sick or something happens to him that's outside of kind of the collateral world. I mean, you know, so so basically... Um, you know, something what many people would say meaningful would happen to him. So no matter how much money you have or how much stuff you have, it all kind of gets blown away because you see that there's a different, that there are different things that are important. But then let's say that person gets over, you know, that sickness or over that point in their life where, you know, that other thing, the, the issue becomes resolved. I would dare say many, many people would very easily go back to the original lifestyle of, of losing the focus, of worrying about that stuff. So I think you're right that this is a good example of, you know, being able to get a grip and focus on what's important in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll bet as, you know, the Burning Crusade is endgame too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're going to get there in just a few months. And and I'm and I'll I'll bet you dollars to donuts the same old grind and the same old purple obsession is going to set right in. Well, think yeah. about it though the game the game itself WoW is a microcosm of humanity in many many ways and we all know. I'm sorry, did you just say microcosm? I certainly did. Thank you. I went yeah, point. Yeah, tell he's been drinking. Um, yeah. So the but I mean it is it's a it's a total microcosm of humanity. I thought everyone else in the game was robots. Did you? Yeah. Do you know that's not true? Right? Well, that's what you just told me. But it's not true. Oh. It's not real. Well, that's why Robots that's aren't real. You just told me that. No, but they're not. It's yeah, real, pe- real Di- people. Dinosaurs no. are real. They're the ones in your pool. I thought all the other players were dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaur? Wait a minute. Dinosaurs are real. They dinosaur are robots, I meant. You are a dinosaur. Robot dinosaurs. Anyways, the point is is that material stuff never lasts, and even in the real world, it always changes. When you get the hot new Xbox 360 this year, next year it's going to be the Xbox 550, and you're going to be like, the Xbox 360 sucks. But when you bought it, right. it's going to be, the Xbox 360 is the pimp. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, I, that's, the, that's the game. And the game is playing on that materialistic sense. Not that that's bad, per se, but I think it's interesting how... I mean, that materialism is, in the essence, why systems like DKP are needed and why so many guilds break up over the angst that occurs over those items. And they don't exist, and they're not really worth anything in the end, which is just killing me about what's happening with them now, where it's like people are all... It's like the apocalypse is coming. My gods, the T2 (laughs) gear is worthless now. I don't know what to do. I've wasted all this time. I, I actually saw it, read another blog where somebody was complaining almost about the very thing that we're talking about, where it's meaningless now. He's like, I've wasted a year. 
And I'm like, well, if you if you didn't have fun, yes, well, you did. You it. did waste it's, it. It's all a waste, anyway. I mean, it's just entertainment. Yeah, it's there. That's that's the that's the. It's all relative. It's all the point of view. And if your point of view is is that my God, I've wasted all this time. Well, then you know what? Maybe you should step back and take another look at why you're playing the game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a subtle distinction between loot for the sake of loot as opposed to loot for the sake of you know, progression or doing something fun or as a culmination of being able to hang out with friends and, you know, spend some time doing this instead of watching television. Right. If, if, in my opinion, the latter is far, a far more healthy, you know, perspective than the former. I could use a freshen up around my drink. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, I'll take another round. More rounds. Yeah, I don't know if I should drink any more of mine because I'm drinking the don't illegal drink drive. stuff. Ooh, don't worry. I'll call the cops. I mean, Where I won't call the cops. Where did you get that anyway? The bartender, uh, ordered it yeah i know but where like belgium or no france france France. do you know what this is bill do you know what absinthe is uh absinthe bill is an old it's an ancient liqueur that is made with many different herbs but primarily it's made with something called wormwood which is a kind of formaldehyde which which is actually a hallucinogenic drug yeah like on tv i think i was watching an episode of deadwood wasn't wasn't the the woman who was like addicted to something wasn't she drinking absinthe no, or something? No, she was hitting um, opium, I think, or morphine or something. Oh, maybe that was yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. So you, you you're could, you're they, doing heroin? No, they they actually it's a <laughs> that's next it's, week. It's a well known story, <laughs> but it's primarily contradicted today. People say that it's not really true. But back back in the day, absinthe was it was called the green fairy, and people used to uh, drink it in well because of this, because of what it looks like. Um, that definitely looks like a green fairy. That well, it's, or it's a light green. But they people used to drink it in the uh, in the taverns or whatever back then, and it was like this really really popular drink. It would be like a uh, like a seven and seven or a rum and coke or something today, is what it was. Or a flirtini. Mm. Or a flirtini, exactly. A green fairy, but it had flirtini, it had this wormwood in it, and all the artists would drink it. It's known as the artist drink. So they would drink it, and they would you know get all. I guess they they thought that it helped their creativity. What it was really doing is was getting them drunk because it's incredibly highly alcoholic, right? But people thought because it had the wormwood in it that it was making people like wig out and see things, and that's why they got creative. But you know, modern science has shown that all the prohibition against it and everything really wasn't very founded because in order to have enough wormwood to make you see crazy things in some hallucinogenic state, you'd have to drink like two of the entire bottles of it get to going. get enough wormwood in your system. So, so how much have you uh, been drinking so one far? One tiny, small little glass, and no, I am not uh-huh. seeing anything other than uh-huh. what I usually see, which is the invisible dinosaurs running faster than the speed of light. <laughs> you don't happen to see a person with headphones on and reindeer head, waitress, you know, reindeer waitress, antlers coming. Some more, please? <laughs> <laughs> Number 54, the house with the bamboo door, bamboo roof and bamboo wall. They've even got a bamboo pole. You must get to know. So, oh, Joe. He runs an espresso. Call the house of bamboo. It's a move of sticks. Sticks and bricks. But you can get your kicks. In the house of bamboo. Oh, 
Hey guys, before I came out today, I was checking my email and um, one of the uh, nurses at work who I was trying to explain World of Warcraft to sent me a link um, about the Burning Crusade that she found on some internet site. The BBC, I guess, had um, had some had a, a, an article with some screenshots from the Burning Crusade. And I found it interesting that she sent it to me because she's not a WoW player. Mm-hmm. There are some WoW players that I work with. I have a couple of physicians and one of the clerks. She um, just sent it to you because she knew you were into it? Right, because she knew I was into it. Um, and I remember explaining it to her. And she looked at me like I had two heads but then as I kind of tried to um, explain to her the benefits of of playing and and what our guild is made up of and, and how meaningful it is and the relationships that we've all cultivated I think it, it got a little bit more um, hit home a little bit more to the point where she's like well you know maybe I just brought this brand new Macintosh and maybe I'll think about you know maybe getting a copy of the game or whatever but it it, it begs the question about how how we all explain um, our, our wow playing to our non gamers or family members and friends. Yeah, because most people, when you tell them you're a gamer, they think you're sitting there playing Pac-Man for like six hours a night or whatever. Right, or one of the shoot like, games that cause the kids to do yeah. whatever they did to Columbine. Or, or they're like, oh no, I Don't saw in me. 2020 that gamers play that dreadful D&D game. <laughs> and it leads <laughs> to do horrible Where's things the sewers around kill here? people. Right, I thought you, lived, you don't live in your mom's basement, do you? I live in my own basement. <laughs> well, actually, Bromley does live in his basement. <laughs> That's a problem. It's not my mom. Are you planning to kill us? I was hoping to, actually. <laughs> okay. I'm going to wait till we do I got to go. I'm blame it on DNA. Actually, I'm going to wait till you edit the show. <laughs> Get the value out of him first. Yeah, I don't want to have to do it, yeah. so I'll make him do it. Yeah, yeah nice. He, you know, it's funny. There are so many misconceptions about, you know, gaming and gamers, and I got to admit, I mean, I, I was probably guilty of many of them before I went out to the game store and actually picked up World of Warcraft. It's almost weird going into a game store when you're, you know, in your upper 20s, lower 30s. It's almost like you're going to go buy porn. I mean, you're almost like a little embarrassed to go in there. And, you know, they, Only they give you the game. Can you put... Can you put that in a brown paper bag for me? You know, it's like a bottle of... Yeah, you got a bottle of scotch in there? No, World of Warcraft. Yeah, what what games are you buying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I just, suit, I just Larry. try to dress as crappy as I can. Like, I'll put on... I'll wear sandals with socks and a Star Wars t-shirt and, you know, like some flannel. Oh, as opposed and, to how you always dress? Okay, shut up. And <laughs> anyway, so people will be like, oh, he's one of those nerds. He's a nerd. This last Thanksgiving, when I went home or went to go see my folks, my uncle from up north was down, and um, you know he he's a tech guy, but he does not understand gaming at all. In fact, he even said, "Oh, the last game I played was Pac-Man." So I'm like, "Oh boy!" So there, you know, my mom was like, "Oh, you know, Billy's doing this uh, internet <laughs> radio show. You should tell him all about it, Billy." And I, oh boy. Yeah. So I try, you know, how can I, how can you explain doing internet mm-hmm. radio show yeah. about Pac-Man? Uh, yeah, so Blinky is our featured uh, ghost for the yeah, that's week. That's going to be our next our next podcast. It's going to be about Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, explain to the podcast is totally hard. I mean, just explain to the game. No, we could do a walkthrough. Enough. We can do a walkthrough of Pac-Man. And you go left, and you no, go but up, it, and then you go left, and you go down, no, down, and you down, go up. No, down. No, 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 you go up. No, don't give him misinformation. You well, you got to go where the ghosts down, are. Down, up, up, down, up, left, right, down, no, up. No, you missed a down. Did I? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. It was about the fourth. That's one. Dude, there's no real content in this show. <laughs> That's how to save the princess on Dragon's Lair, I believe. Thank you, thank you. I thought maybe that was the cheat code. 
Oh, I see. The, no, it's but it was totally funny impossible trying... to talk to your parents or whatever, your family members at any holiday about not only the game, but doing the podcast. It's like, yeah, we gotta go uh, tonight by nine because we've got this raid. <laughs> we've got a raid. Okay, let me try What's to... a raid? Yeah, so Is that a rave? No, yeah. not a rave. You gotta put it into words <laughs> I understand. So, we've gotta leave early because we have this engagement with some friends of ours. Oh, where are you going? Uh... <laughs> Well, we're meeting them online on the computer. Oh, uh, can't what, say what that. Do you mean? Well, those aren't real friends. Yeah, right. Real people don't populate the internet. <laughs> I told you, the they're internet. all robots. <laughs> you really need to get yeah. outside and experience life and not this fakery that you yeah, indulge right. in on the internet. Be now, let me go watch four hours of TV tonight. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, You're that's right. somehow better. It's almost like you've got some kind of a problem. You know that you need to that you need to solve if you actually spend time playing World of Warcraft or a game rather than watching television. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly yeah. acceptable yeah, it's perfectly to watch acceptable five to hours of television, yeah. but if you spend five hours in front of the computer doing the same amount of work, it, it, it's like uh, this this one. <laughs> hope certainly hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but anyways, <clears throat> but I'll say it anyways. A, a um, uh, a mom of one of my son's friends was talking to my wife, so I kind of extended. But anyway, the point is, she was saying that she was more than happy to buy her her son the Nintendo Wii, or yeah, the Wii, because it actually had some movement to it. You know, I guess the controller. Yes, you, you because seen the instead of for it? oh, the wand yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> You can, like, point it and shoot it and use it as a car, and you can kind of swing it around like a baseball bat, that sort of thing. And so it's motion-sensitive. So she was very happy to buy him that because at least he wouldn't be sitting around like a slob playing, you know, World of Warcraft or Xbox 360 or something like that. (laughs) Though the fact that his son sits around for five hours at a time and watches cartoons all day, you know, that's perfectly acceptable. But, um... But so anyway, yeah. But gaming has you know, changed quite a bit. You know how the the South Park. Everybody's seen the South Park World of Warcraft episode, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that reminds me. Waitress, can I get some hot pockets? <laughs> I, I actually think that most Every people, bucket, your your average people think that the South Park characters, the way they're represented as playing Warcraft, is exactly what yeah, every that's gamer the, is. The stereotype. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was an embarrassing moment when I was watching that with my wife, and they were sitting there. Uh, doing the raid on like that that PvP guy, so those the four of them sitting together, or the three of them, or four of them, and they were sitting together. They were, and he was they were doing all the checks. Or going, you know, you, you got your uh, okay. I want to see more DPS. Okay, come on, let's hit it. And, and like my wife goes, that sounds exactly like you. You you guys sound just like that. I'm like, oh no, oh no. You told us she was enlightened. I gotta, I gotta tell you guys though that that you know we're all in our 30s, and I think that as um, as the community that games is getting older, I think it's becoming more socially acceptable. Yeah. If you think about back when we were younger, or yeah, any, to some extent. Well, no, no, no. Th- well, just think about this for a second. If if you think about any of the trends that happened when um the when we were younger, or even throughout history, the trends that the younger people had, it really didn't catch on to the older generation. Yeah, it's like rock and roll, you know, those kids with their rock and roll. Right, you know, that's true. My that's grandparents, true. my parents. I mean, text messaging isn't that big among the older crowd, but I mean, everybody's got a BlackBerry, so it's just a grown-up mm-hmm. um, manifestation of that. So while you know, while arcade games, arcade um, 
arcade galleries or whatever uh, are, are popping up like they did back when we were younger because that was important to us. You've got millions of people who play World of Warcraft and I mean we've we've talked about the articles in the paper or articles on the internet that have talked about um, actual business networking through the game mm-hmm. and there are whole um, economic whole models. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there are industries. Yeah, whole thank you. Whole economic industries now that are based around this form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's not television or board games or magazines or anything like that. It's a whole brand new industry. Well, I think also a lot of the older games, like board games and stuff, are being absorbed and put out of business by a lot of this. Mm-hmm. I think. I think a lot of those are having a hard time because people are. You know, it's this is kind of taking moving into that space. Well, I'll tell you what's socially acceptable or more socially acceptable. That's stuff like Xbox and PlayStation. That stuff is much more socially acceptable in in families now or in uh, in circle social circles beyond age twenty five. Mm-hmm. I still think the word Kern was looking for was boobs, but that's a good point. Eli. Isn't that the word we're all looking for? Yeah, mm. well, that is for me. You know, I I I, I no, I don't think so. <laughs> So I'm curious, how do you guys, how, tell me a story based on sometime you've tried to explain World of Warcraft. Give me your best explaining World of Warcraft story to somebody, because I know we've got them. We all must have them. Well, I tried, I, I did this once with my dad. Well, I've, I've tried it with my grandparents, and that was just hopeless, because they barely understand how to do email. Um, I tried it with my dad a couple times. Once I showed it to him, and um, he plays Medal of Honor uh, Deathmatch. Every night, probably a half hour or so. Um, so I dad. showed it to Calls him. Your dad. Oh, jeez, he's fifty-six. He'll be fifty-six wow. in a few days. Um, wow. Is it on a console game? He does. No, it no, on he a plays on his PC. I see. But see, he was always, you know, even when I was growing up, and we were on our Mac Plus or whatever, he used to play games, you know, flight simulators and, and things like that. So, anyway, that's the only, you know, like current game he's played. And so I showed it to him, and he goes, "So how big is this map?" And I'm like, uh. <laughs> It's really big, <laughs> you know. And I said, "Well, you know, to run from one side to the other would take I don't know two hours or something." And um, so he kind of thinks of it as it's very hard for him to understand the whole concept of levels and gear and all that stuff because they don't have that in Medal of Honor. You know, you just go out, you run around, you shoot at the bad guy, you shoot at the other players. But at least he he has that, you know. I think um, I also tried to explain to him what raids were like, and I I don't know. I think I just failed terribly. I was like trying to compare it as a cross between like a a bowling league and a orchestra or something because everyone has their own little part to play and mm-hmm. it's not quite like a sports game because you're not playing against another team right. but everyone has their own role they have to fulfill mm-hmm. and I don't know it's a very it's it, it's just a new concept I think that's the I problem I frequently explain the game as golf to people who don't know I, I, I've compared it to golf and that that's another game that people get obsessed or with or a golf league basically that yeah but that's golf is much more of a solitary game Really? Yeah, but so is this, so really. Is this? That you don't play in your that's basement. True, but you don't play with a team <laughs> of 40 true. in golf. Like a raid. Uh, yeah, that's point. true. Well, unless you're doing like and there's this, no gear element, there's no level element. Well, I guess there's gear that you buy, but it's not kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? I think there's as much obsession with it, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. As far as, like, you know, there's, like, oh, the how to swing properly videos. Mm-hmm. There's all the, the books about it. Gear. There's, there's a whole freaking watch cable it network yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, you've got the fat gear too. I mean, you like different yeah, you really clubs. Yeah. You yeah. upgrade the different clubs. Yeah, shoes, balls. Yeah, the bionic clubs. Those things are, you know, yeah. super expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. What about the robot golfers? Do they have those yet? <laughs> See, I've got. I've got. Wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> you uh, are wrong. Good lord. 
Get out! It's after hours. <laughs> Turn him off. Thank you. The, see, I've got very divergent interests in my personal life as far as recreational activities. So though I play World of Warcraft, I also um, have a motorcycle. And so I would go with a group of friends of mine every other month. We'd go on a motorcycle ride. And these are, you know, normal guys. I mean, none of them, none of them play, uh, you know, bare, barely know how to type. Let me mm-hmm. put it that way. Are you in a motorcycle so, gang? Mm, sort of. So, um, <laughs> do you have chaps? <laughs> my friend does. Uh, a buddy of mine. A buddy of mine got my chaps friend from his grand. Yeah, sure. They were they were the chaps his grandfather gave him, so he has this obligation to wear them. Oh. I swear to God, <laughs> it's the weirdest looking thing. He had the, he wore them. I I couldn't stop making fun of him. He's like, dude, these are legacy chaps. I don't care. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> As long as, as long as he has pants on underneath them, that, that's okay in my book. Do you guys not go yeah. over uh, desert highway liquor stands and go to uh, honky tonks and raise hell? Uh, no, I mean it's like you know. Well, we do have the everybody's got pipes on the, the, the motorcycles are all pretty loud. So yeah, so sometimes we get we get we get you know some sideways glances. And, people aren't exactly thrilled to see us rolling in but you know then we go into their bar and spend some money and they're all happy again so <laughs> it ends up being okay but anyway so we're sitting around like at a bar <laughs> after a day's ride we're getting ready to ride back and guys are talking about what they're doing this weekend and you know one guy you know softball teams and you know everybody's into these different intramural sports essentially when i <laughs> they came around to me and so bill what are you uh what are you doing tomorrow night oh i'm uh Ah, uh, nothing. I'm just probably no, no. Seriously, what are you doing? You got to be doing something. I, you know, I, uh, you know, I play this game. <laughs> really, like poker? No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. No, it's it's not exactly like poker. It's um, there's more people involved. It's a, no. Seriously, what kind of game is it? It's a it's a computer game. It's called World of Warcraft. <laughs> it was like blank <laughs> look. <laughs> <laughs> what? What the hell are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, hey, uh, you ever got your ass kicked there, Bill? Because we're about to take you out in the back now and just beat the man back into you. you we were talking about going to the chicken ranch and then hitting off the local <laughs> desert honky-tonk before this crap. <laughs> we need to go rape and pillage some more, you son of a bitch little pansy panty waist. And so I kid you not, after no, no sooner had I said that, but one of the other guys goes, Really? Me too! Leroy Jenkins! I'm like, no way. That's totally cool. So, That's awesome. So it was really weird. It was, I mean, you never know, like, who else is, you know, who, and, you know, these guys' handles are, uh, you know, uh, you know, cause these these people come up with these the, the dumbest handles ever. You know, running around in game, and then you know on on the on the motorcycle, it's the last person in the world you'd ever think would be playing this World of Warcraft game, and um, so it's yeah. so sometimes it goes both ways. Yeah, but it dude, we're ways. talking nearly eight million people now. We're coming up on eight million, uh, yeah, just shy of that now from the last report. That's a lot of freaking people. At least two of them ride and motorcycles, it, and it's more than just a bunch of kids. <laughs> That's the thing, and it's changing. Yeah. You see the new uh, Warcraft commercial that came out where they used Office Space as a platform? Yeah, yeah, no. that was pretty funny. No, I didn't see it. It's pretty cool, and you know, and, and the thing is, is it's not catering to the kitty crowd at all. No, they won't even know what Office Space is. No, they probably have never even seen it, and they don't have any any reference to understand why it would be funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's interesting Good for who them. they're who they're marketing to here. They're marketing to people like us, mm-hmm. which is fascinatingly interesting. So I don't know, or interestingly fascinating. Mm-hmm. More or less significantly. Oh, Uh-oh. that sounds good out. to me. All right, well, I'm going to run up to the bar and get another one real quick before we have to go. Yep, sounds good. I'll go with you. Mm-hmm.
And that's been tonight's After Hours. If you're one of the millions of people who are jumping onto the new hot computing machine craze, then sign on to the worldwide internet to visit the show at www.taverncast.com. It's fun, it's easy, and everyone's doing it. You'll find special deals there at the Taverncast store, an electric forum where you can meet other listeners from across the globe and drink recipes that you can make at home. And for those little tavern casters out there, there's special drink mixes that don't use the alcohol that mom and dad like. Remember, that's www.taverncast.com. Taverncast After Hours is recorded live and is part of the Taverncast family of podcasts. Until next time, I'm Lou Jenkins, reminding you to keep your game sharp, your Mai Tai topped off, and your eyes to the horizon. Everybody, we love to hook it up. Where the lava is the cock up at the hook it up. We throw our lips out into the sea, and all the armor, armor comes with the doobie.